So I know it's no secret to the St. Josephites here that there are a lot of Packer fans in this neck of the woods. It's obviously a big weekend for you and your pastor, if not for all of your visiting priests. But I want you to think for a minute, for those of you who are Packer fans, you know, imagine you got a call tonight and somebody said, gosh, I, I just scored these tickets. It's 50-yard line, about 10 rows up. You'd probably drop everything to get there, you know, unless you absolutely had to be somewhere else. Be like Nirvana. But imagine you're on your way to the game, you know, Sunday morning, and you got another call. And if somebody said, hey, hey, I just found out, like, the middle aisle at church, the front pew is open, you know? You can have it. I got it saved. Somebody can't show up. It's yours. What's the difference? And let's be brutally honest, right? So I don't just want to sound like some cranky priest. Oh, yeah, you get to the game. Why aren't you going to church? Because when we go to the game, if that's our thing, or if we go to a concert, or if we go into work because we got some great deal lined up that day, or we're going to see somebody that we love and we can't wait to be with them, we've got anticipation. We have a sense of what to expect. We either know we're going to enjoy it or we're going to admire their skill and expertise, or we know we're going to get attention back because that's someone we want to see and they want to see us. We go with great expectations. And even if we're disappointed, the fact of the matter is, before we get there, we expect great things. And shame on us, and I'll point the finger at myself, right? Sunday after Sunday rolls around, and we're not going to pretend that we don't occasionally have very powerful moments at the Eucharist or whatever it might be, even just going into private prayer. But if you're like me, I don't always go with great expectations. And I get it. It's a different kind of expectation. You know, watching Aaron Rodgers do his thing is not the same thing as what you're going to see at a Mass. Nor should it be, and that's okay. But do we really know how to go with great expectations for what happens at the altar. For those of you guys getting ready for confirmation, I'm sure you had an amazing experience this afternoon. But what are your expectations for confirmation day? And for all of us here who were confirmed, do we look back on it and say, oh, I'll never forget that day, you know? The bishop, he was just really on fire that day. <laughs> the way we'll remember other things. And what does it mean to have those kinds of great expectations? I mention this in a very powerful way because there's a guy I know, those of you who don't know, I work at the seminary down the road, and there was a guy who was ordained from the Diocese of Green Bay just a couple years ago. And when he came into seminary, he was a rabid Packers fan. So much so that we literally had to try and scale back his access to media because he was almost addicted to it. You know, we took the ESPN app off his phone and that kind of thing. And it, no, no joke. He was just, and if the Packers lost, he'd be depressed. And if they won, he'd be up. Well, he got ordained. I was actually his spiritual director. But in spite of that, he got ordained. And now he's been a priest for a couple of years. And I caught up with him after Christmas, this past Christmas. And he'd just gotten back from, of all places, India. 
He'd gone to Calcutta with a group of young adults from his parish. And he's not at a big, you know, Cadillac kind of parish. He's a small parish in rural Wisconsin. And I can't imagine what they had to go through to get even just the plane tickets to go off to Calcutta. And what they did was they spent a week there with Daughters of Charity, Mother Teresa's group, and they made a little pilgrimage to her tomb. And I just said, you know, you don't have to justify why you went to visit the Daughters of Charity, but why? I mean, why did you put so much effort and money and time into it? And he just said, because that was the best, you know? We were talking about it here in the parish and what does it mean to live our faith and what does it mean to say we really do believe what we pray and what we sing about. And this was just the best. We wanted to see. We wanted to see these sisters, what they were giving their life to. We wanted to be there at the tomb of the woman who kind of got it all going. And I was just really struck by that. Because I'd seen the same guy when he was like 23, 24. He would have been easily that excited if he just got to see a Packers game on TV. And here he was, and he'd gone through all this effort to get these 23 and 24-year-olds with him. Now he's, you know, wise old man of about 29. And there they were, off to Calcutta. But great expectations. And he didn't necessarily have all that right when he went out of seminary. It grew. It grew as he was with this community. And they helped him realize what it looked like to have great expectations and not to settle. Not to settle for just showing up and saying, well, you know, maybe I'll get something, maybe I won't. Because, of course, our faith is not a spectator sport. We're not meant to sit back and just be entertained. And what I want to say to you guys on the confirmation retreat today I hope you have great expectations. I hope you have a sense of what you want out of your faith. That's not an egotistical thing to say. God, I've got expectations of you. I mean, wherever you're going to high school, LHS, Carmel, wherever you guys go, you've got expectations. There's a place you wanted to get to. Some of you thinking about college already. Some of you already in college, you know. Nobody says, ah, I just want to settle for whatever I can sneak into. Start off on your careers. Those of you who've been at that journey for a while, expectations for your families, for your kids. And when you've got those expectations, well, we know what we do with them. We try to put ourselves in situations where we can actually grow into them. And we want to meet people who've walked that journey. We want to pick their brains. What is it like? Every little kid, whoever wants to be a great quarterback, wants to watch Aaron Rodgers. I want to see the best. I want to see what it looks like. We're getting on the plane and we're going to Calcutta because we want to see what this faith is. And it's one thing to talk about it, but we know what it looks like to really try and aspire to greatness, right? If you want to be a great doctor or lawyer, you, know, you don't just sort of sit back and read a book about it. You're willing to sacrifice for it, do things that aren't so exciting so that you might be able to take that next step. What does that look like in the faith? There's no single way for that, but even for you guys who are getting ready to be confirmed, you know, it's March something, March 14th, I think is your date. So you got a couple months. Well, raise the bar. What if you just said each week, I want to make this faith look like something? And it's not just showing up. 
Maybe it's an act of charity. Maybe it's extending yourself, taking on a sacrifice. And drag the people around you into that same thing. Drag them into it with you. Or invite them into it with you. Think of how we show one another what it looks like to try and to sacrifice for something that we want. And we show them this is what it looks like when you get there. This is what it looks like. This is how it changes a life. And unfortunately, I think, at least I'll speak for myself, when we learn about the faith, when we start with little kids and we teach them, I don't know that we teach them with the same kind of zeal that we say, you know, do you want to be a quarterback when you grow up? Do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be a lawyer? Do you want to be a great Christian? Probably not. And so we show it and we model it but only if we're intentional about it. And as I think about that guy, now Father Ryan Starks, Diocese of Green Bay, and I remember the kid, we had to take the ESPN app off of his phone because he so badly wanted to see what he thought was greatness. And I think about him getting on the plane and going to Calcutta. Nobody knew that he did it, no accolades. ESPN couldn't have cared less that that's where he was. And yet his heart was on fire because he wanted to see what it looks like to give your life, to work with people whom lots of other people, the rest of the world, wouldn't give the time of day to. Not so that he'd stay in Calcutta. Now he's back in the Diocese of Green Bay. But he knows what it looks like. And more importantly, those people he brought with him know what it looks like too. And I guarantee you something's going to be different in that little town because they did it. So eighth graders, what's going to be different six months from now? What's going to be different after you receive the Holy Spirit in that sacrament? I hope you'll be able to say, this is what's different. This is what it looks like. This is the decision that I made. But equally importantly, for all of us here who won't be confirmed on March 14th, and maybe who have already been confirmed, that Holy Spirit doesn't wear off. What does a transformed world look like? Lots of people will know what greatness looks like tomorrow by the time they turn off their TVs. What will we know it looks like when we gather next Sunday?